Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. We do not have DNA confirmation. We're not going to get that confirmation. We've got that story. Plus, the world is not secretly manipulated by a global elite. But first... To fly in the face of that statement, Nancy Pelosi ends whirlwind tour of Taiwan. And we grab this from TaiwanNews.com. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Wednesday, August 3rd, as I'm coming to you, concluded her whistle stop of Taiwan only 19 hours after she arrived. At 5.29 p.m., Pelosi and her delegation boarded a U.S. Air Force Boeing C-40C at Taipei Songshan Airport with South Korea the next stop on her whirlwind tour of Asia. Her visit now enters the history books as the first by a sitting U.S. House Speaker in 25 years since the last one did it, Newt Gingrich in 1997. Pelosi's trip to Taiwan drew tremendous attention as questions swirled whether she would indeed defy threats from China and public advice from the Biden administration. Because she never revealed the Taiwan leg of her itinerary, over 300,000 visitors swarmed the flight tracking website Flight Radar 24 to determine if and when she would indeed land in Taiwan. Based on data from that flight tracker and others, Pelosi's plane appeared to have avoided a confrontation with PLA warplanes by flying east across Indonesia and south of the Philippines before turning north and hugging the east coast of the Philippines. And the article, James, even goes, and then they did this, and then they did that, and then they went over here. Much more twisting and turning and flying to go there. Kind of like Bush on 9-11, I guess. Before, of course, reaching their destination at Taipei Songshan Airport. As Covert Action Magazine puts it, Pelosi's visit to Taiwan could be the start of World War III. So what is she up to, James? Good question. I, I think really the question is not so much what Nancy Pelosi is up to, but what the puppeteers pulling her strings are up to, because obviously this is part of a much, much bigger agenda that's been playing out for obviously some time, but is coming to a head at this point, and people will be able to see that even just from sort of the most recent coverage. People remember back in May, I had my newsletter editorial on NBC just simulated a war with China. Here's what happened, where I went through the uh, the very interesting simulation that NBC News hosted of a war game. You know, if, what what's going to happen if ta- ta- China tries to take Taiwan, blah, blah, blah. So they're definitely trying to put this in the public consciousness right now, and that's also part of, I think, a, a larger strategy that's related to what I've been talking about for years now, echoes of World War One, the new Cold War, all of this, this type of stuff. So uh, just as Nixon went to China, but as we all know, it was actually Kissinger on behalf of Rockefeller who preceded um, Nixon and paved the way for that normalization of re- relations. So Pelosi goes to Taiwan, but Hmm, who who was there before her and who was paving the way? Well, how about July 18th, 2022 from AtlanticCouncil.org? Dispatches from Taiwan follow an Atlantic Council delegation as it visits the island. So for people who don't know, the Atlantic Council is a totally independent nonprofit 501c3 based in Washington that is part of the Atlantic uh, Charter Association, Atlantic Treaty Association, something, whatever it's called, which is just friends and supporters of NATO. <laughs> but it's totally, it's not a NATO organization, guys. It's a th- totally independent think tank. Anyway, it's NATO. Um, and uh, they sent a delegation just last month to Taiwan to firm up relations and say, hey, guys, don't worry, we got your backs. And uh, who was part of that delegation? 
TaiwanNews.com, uh, July 18th, 2022. Former U.S. Secretary of Defense-led delegation arrives in Taiwan talking about Mark Esper, who, oh yeah, by the way, is the Atlantic Council president at the moment and is part of that delegation that went there paving the way for Pelosi, presumably. Um, and so this is, again, it's all swirling around this Taiwan flashpoint, which for decades and decades has been the flashpoint in war gaming, war planning for the Asia-Pacific what if China takes Taiwan? And here's the interesting part of this. So what's the development from this is China is saying there's no median line anymore. We're sending our planes over the median line of the Taiwan Strait. We're, you know, it's all, all bets are off the table. Uh, South China Morning Post, China set to begin effective Taiwan blockade hours after Nancy Pelosi concludes visit. So this has changed the game, changed relations. And hey, Hmm, China talking about effective blockades of Taiwan. Where did I read that recently? Oh, that's right. Earlier this year, our our good friends at Rand Corporation, Rand.org, implications of a coercive quarantine of Taiwan by the People's Republic of China, where they were saying, hey, guys, you know, we're always wargaming and talking about what if China goes in guns blazing trying to take Taiwan, but they don't necessarily have to do that. They can just blockade quarantine Taiwan and say, you know, no one's getting in or out, it's our land, you know, and, you know, deal with it. And Rand Corporation was talking about that. And now, hey, look, that's essentially what seems to maybe perhaps be taking place here. Again, we'll have to see how this plays out. Obviously, World War III did not happen this over the course of the past week, but this is another step along the way towards creating the China boogeyman Cold War scenario of the 21st century, which I've been talking about for years now and will continue to talk about because going forward, events like these ones are going to become more and more important in the geopolitical mindset of the average American, let alone people around the world. I believe I just saw a few moments ago, this would, I guess, take us from the Pacific to the Atlantic. I believe I saw Schumer getting Finland into NATO. I think they are buttoning up all of those deals. James, I know in in my own crazy media monarchy community, I've seen speculation from people saying, oh, they'll maybe whack Pelosi just to help get all this stuff rolling. Oops, her plane experience and stuff. Uh, you remind me, uh, in Woody Allen's film Sleeper, they joke that China sends back a clone of Nixon. The Nixon we sent over to China is not the Nixon we received. <laughs> that always stuck with me for some reason. New World Next Week, episode 492, we will jump from Pelosi to Biden. Again, people who are the front persons and shadows on the cave wall of the folks who actually pull some strings. Biden says U.S. drone strike killed al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri, and the Taliban condemns the strike. Taking this from antiwar.com, President Biden on Monday claimed that a U.S. drone strike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that was carried out over the weekend, killed top al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri, Z-A-W-A-H-I-R-I. Biden said that U.S. intelligence located Zawahiri earlier this year and that he moved to beautiful downtown Kabul, to reunite with members of his immediate family. Oh, man, hopefully we bombed and killed some of them, too. Biden said he authorized the drone strike last week because he's the decider-in-chief. Administration officials told the media that the drone strike, of course, was launched by the criminals in action at the CIA. It's the first known U.S. drone strike in Afghanistan since the U.S. botched its messy pullout from the country August 30th, 2021. 
Another one from antiwar.com. U.S. has no DNA confirmation of Ayman al-Zawahiri's death. The White House says it has visual confirmation and confirmation through other sources. We do not have DNA confirmation. We're not going to get that confirmation. Quite frankly, based on multiple sources and methods that we've gathered information from, we don't need it. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told CNN, I'm sure they probably just, you know, dumped him in the ocean as keeping with the traditional Muslim burials. But yeah, this guy's tougher than Jason Voorhees, Al-Qaeda leader. Al-Zawahiri died a month ago, they said two years ago, November 14th, 2020. And military says it can't confirm report of Zawahiri's death August 1st, 2008. James, that's taking it back away. Yeah, his head's been on the chopping block for a long time, and a number of times. But uh, hey, I'm sure it's real this time, right, guys? Hey, I trust this pronouncement exactly as much as I trust the pronouncement of Osama bin Laden's death, which is to say, not at all. Yeah, I'm sure Osama bin Laden is dead, but... You know, when and where and how and under what circumstances. I sure ain't trusting the U.S. government to tell me the details of that. Um, and similarly here, we're not going to get any further details. Don't, just trust us, guys. We had good sources on this one. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, how, how could I fail to trust you guys? Um, but it, it reminds me of an interesting thing that Obama said in the wake of the Osama the Osama killing back in May 2011, um, where people were questioning, like, are we going to get any evidence from you? We need photos. You know, you, you dumped his body in the ocean. This is crazy. This doesn't make any sense. And o- Obama said something to the effect of, well, look, long and short of it is you're, you're not going to see Osama bin Laden walking around on this earth anymore. So there you go. There's your answer. Um, which is an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. We probably are not going to see Osama bin Laden walking around anymore. And if we don't see Ayman al-Zawahiri walking around or releasing his scary audio messages, boo, we're going to get you. Uh, Well, then I guess, then in the same way as they retired the Osama character in May of 2011, they have retired the uh, Zawahiri character. Again, we'll we'll see how this plays out. Um, But for people who don't know the Zawahiri background, uh, it's, yeah, again, it stinks to high heaven like absolutely every other part of the Al-Qaeda fairy tale. Um, people who want more on that, obviously, please go to my, it's still ongoing, not quite concluded, dot, 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 hint, 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 uh, False Flags, The Secret History of Al-Qaeda. Uh, the first two parts are available and do talk a little bit about uh, Zawahiri's background and backstory. Um, but uh, I also did an entire episode, uh, Know Your Terrorists, I'm an Al-Zawahiri, that gets into the crazy parts of his story. Uh, 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 people have brought it to my attention. That particular video didn't get transferred over from a YouTube channel before it got nuked to Odyssey for whatever reason. So it is only available on the Corbett Report servers. And you know what? I'm not going to upload it to Odyssey or BitChute or whatever as a, as a sort of teachable moment. It is on my server. You can watch the video. You can download the video. Or can you? If you can't, you might want to learn how to do that, because I think that's a useful life skill. So I'm going to teach people <laughs> uh, one way or another. Um, and I would just wrap up this the Zawahiri segment by saying, uh, by pointing attention to an Intercept article, which uh, went uh, originally under the headline, 
Al-Qaeda honcho Zawahiri got droned, and no one gave a shit. Because, wow, those guys at the Intercept are so cool and cutting edge, and they're hip, just like the Disney Vice guys. They can use four-letter words. We're so cool. But actually, they've changed the headline. Why no one cared that Al-Qaeda honcho Zawahiri got droned. So they can't even <laughs> they can't even stick to their guns with the cool, trendy four-letter words. But they do make a, at least one interesting point in this, which is that essentially, yeah, okay, Gen Zers can be forgiven for not even knowing or caring who Zawahiri is, because what on earth has happened in the past couple of decades that would make anyone know him? But they do point out it is odd that absolutely no one else seems to know or care. Oh, was he still alive? What's Who was that again? I don't know. Whatever. Isn't that kind of interesting? The, the face of terror. And they point um, to Sleepy Joe Biden's uh, announcement um, on Monday of of this killing. People around the world no longer need to fear this vicious and determined killer. <laughs> As they point out, very few, though, had been fearing Zawahiri, who had be- better, become better known for his conspiracy videos on global politics than actual terrorism for a long time. Yeah, exactly right. As an as a face of the terror boogeyman, it just goes to show that the war of terror rhetoric is has been supplanted in the public consciousness by the biosecurity state over the past couple of years. No one remembers or cares. Oh yeah, Al Qaeda, or they are, are. Wait, are we still with them in Syria, or are they bad guys again? Or ah, who cares? I just don't think many people care about this. Um, but for the people who do care about at least the historical continuity of this and what it means for the actual story of the Alcyaida f- uh, fairy tale, I will have more to say that on that in the in the upcoming uh, month or so. Let's put it that way. Like a friend of mine once said years ago, "Get over it, man. They got us." And now that's what they basically say. Are you still talking about COVID? God, James uh, Zawahiri. When I was doing a little bit of look up. He was not as killed as many times as I thought he was. What what other Al Qaeda guy am I confusing him with that has been killed just half a dozen? Uh, a dozen probably times? Zarqawi and others, um, including some that they later said was a fictional character that never existed. I mean, there is so much craziness, and trust me, I will be covering that in False Flags: A Secret History of Al Qaeda. So please stay tuned for that. Okay, so I'm not I'm not too far afield. It was a, a different Z word, Zakari and Zawahiri. Okay, uh, but like you were noting, like in the words of Farmer Billy Gates, well, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Our third and final story on this New World Next Week, episode 492, as we continue to try and give the contextual, subtextual look at what's been going on in the world. The United Nations declares war on dangerous conspiracy theories. The world is not secretly manipulated by global elite. Taking this from worldfreedomalliance.org, the United Nations has declared war on conspiracy theories. And generally, at least here in the States, anytime they declare war on something, prepare for more of that thing they're declaring war on. The United Nations has declared war on conspiracy theories, describing the rise of conspiracy thinking as worrying and dangerous and providing the public with a handy-dandy toolkit to pre-bunk and debunk anybody who dares to suggest that the world governments are anything but completely honest, upstanding, and transparent. UNESCO, I believe founded by Aldous Tuxley's bro-bro Julius? UNESCO have teamed up with Twitter the European Commission, and of course the World Jewish Congress, to launch the campaign dubbed hashtag 
think before sharing stop the spread of conspiracy theories. The UN wants you to know that events are not secretly manipulated behind the scenes by powerful forces with negative intent. It's, it's, it's just openly. They don't do it behind the scenes. And if you encounter anybody who thinks the global elite are conspiring to consolidate power and dictate global events, you must take action. According to UNESCO, if you are certain you have encountered a conspiracy theory on the Internet, then you must react immediately and post a relevant link to a fact-checking website in the comments. UNESCO also provide advice for anyone who encounters a real live conspiracy theorist in the flesh. Yeah. According to the UN agency, you must not under any circumstance, this is like wild animals, don't engage with the wild animals. James, do you remember when we went to the monkey park in Japan? It was like, don't look them in the eyes. They will mess you up. You must not under any circumstances be lured into an argument with the conspiracy theorist. Any argument may be taken as proof that you're part of the conspiracy and reinforce that belief and the conspiracy theorists will probably argue hard to defend their beliefs. Again, generally, most of the time when they're talking about us, they're talking about themselves. Instead of doing all that, you must show empathy, avoid ridiculing them, and, of course, if you're a journalist, you must report them to social media and contact your local national press council or press ombudsman. Rat them out. Dox them. According to the UN, it's only a real conspiracy if it's been uncovered by the media unearthed by the media the media that's been fully bought and paid for just an easy way ask yourself when was the last time the media unearthed a conspiracy and when was the last time the media covered up a conspiracy you guys you got to check out all their flashcards and jpegs there's a different set for all the different languages unesco says Think before sharing. Stop the spread of conspiracy theories. I'll include the link to the zip file of all the English full social media pack. James, this was one where somebody gave it to me earlier this day, and I looked at it, and I was like, man, I think this might be fake. It wasn't on a bunch of websites, and it's essentially hadn't heard it, and I didn't see links, and that's always generally a real easy short kind of shorthand. Is anybody else talking about this story? Are there links to support the news that they're talking about? And what do you know? There it was, UNESCO.org. I, I, I fact-checked it, James. You know, James, I'm just thinking about those questions. When has the media uncovered a conspiracy? Well, the, the good, valiant folks at the New York Times and Washington Post and others were the ones that were really un digging up the dirt and uncovering uh, the, the conspiracy Russiagate, for example or the January 6th plot to overthrow the United States government. They were, they were on the scene there, and they've debunked all of those silly conspiracy theories, like there's elite pedophile rings or that kind of stuff. They debunked that long ago. So now that I think about it, man, this kind of makes me question everything I've ever... <sighs> you know what? I'm going to turn myself in. That's it. I'm writing to the National Press Council in Japan, and I'm going to say, this crazy, oh man, this guy, get rid of him. Censor him, censor him off the, oh wait, he's already off YouTube? Well, okay, whatever other platforms you can get him off. Yeah, um, it, it's ridiculous. I really, 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 really suggest people follow the link, take a look at these infographics. They're they're just insane. As you say, it's like you're talking about like wild animals and stuff. And and uh, some of the things are, I, I, I'm looking at them like, well, you know, that's kind of the six things conspiracy theories have in common. A secret plot. <laughs> 
Well, that's kind of the definition, right? So yeah, <laughs> um, a group of conspirators. Again, I think that's definitionally true, yeah? <laughs> Supporting evidence. <laughs> oh, conspiracy theories have evidence. Oh, yeah, you've got a conspiracy theory. Uh, they suggest nothing happens by accident. Uh, they assume the world is good or bad. <laughs> Someone is to blame. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's self-parodying, this, this kind of nonsense. Yeah. Surely we've got some creative people out in the audience for New World next week. Surely someone can do a bit of monkey wrenching with these infographics and put up some more truthful information in them and swap them out and get them, those trending on social media. That would be funny to see. But anyway, I don't know what purpose they think this is going to serve. I guess ultimately this is really just running cover for what they're going to do anyway which is not just the flooding the zone that they've been talking about for years, not just, oh, it's the infodemic, uh-oh, watch out, guys. It's about the, 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 the censorship, which has already been going on, but they're just cementing it into place, getting it drilled in people's heads that this is happening and it's good. And if they can get enough people to just go, yeah, oh, those crazy conspiracy theorists with their evidence, oh, we've got to stamp that out. Um, if they can get enough people on board, then they can at least run cover for this censorship agenda. And I, that's obviously what this is really about. As I say, these, these infographics are so stupid. I just hope someone can monkey wrench with them and creatively alter them in Photoshop or something. They, yeah, they look like flat. They, they're like flashcards for children. It's kind of, it's almost a little, it's almost a little sad. Um, was it today, I think? Wasn't Alex Jones in court today forced to recant his lies about Sandy Hook? I think they're really kind of pushing a lot of this, James. I think the stuff with the shooters, the stuff with the Internet, and the approaching 10th anniversary of Sandy Hook, I think we're only going to see a bunch of this just kind of build up more and more and more. All right. Well, what's a way to break through the lies and the, oh, I don't know, the media matrix? We have the brand new, uh, brand yeah, like brand spanking new, James. We haven't even had these in the house for a week. The brand new three-part documentary, The Media Matrix. This includes the Gutenberg conspiracy, What Hath God Wrought, and Into the Metaverse. And because some people ask, this is not the mass media history study course, but it does include a sneak preview of that as well. And I'll, of course, include links to mass media a history. That's at newworldnextweek.com, the store that we launched just about a year ago. And speaking of digital downloads, it's about a year ago. If you never checked it out, next week will be the 31st anniversary of the death of Danny Casolaro, which is the Octopus, which is the Maxwells, which is Epstein, which is all of it. We made what we call a new time radio play last year, and you can get that at newworldnextweek.com as well. And, of course, I, I showed you, yeah, the uh, new Media Monarchy baseball caps. Those are on the store as well, James. A little bit of good news. For, for you and everybody, we think, we think, we think we've found the place to move to. So between that move coming up and my birthday next week, there's bound to be some off time coming up and some media disruptions. We will try and keep it to a minimum. Also, as I was typing that, I was like, it's summer. Everybody should take some time off to enjoy the things that we're fighting for in the first place. And so for those who I did see kind of commenting about it and wondering... The full sale session brewing lager boxes, 
they're perfect for CDs, you guys. You know, classic CDs like Smashing Pumpkins singles and things from the 90s. Actually, I, I tweeted about it with the brewer like a decade ago. Hey, did you guys know that your 12-pack boxes are perfect for CD storage? And this is maybe my helpful hint of the week. I don't just have a pile of liquor and beer boxes <laughs> behind me that I've accumulated because I've drank them all in these past couple of weeks. So think about what's in alcohol boxes. Liquid expensive glass. The boxes are usually really high quality. If you go to your local liquor store, you will find they save all the boxes. So if you got to move, go to your local liquor store and you'll be able to grab all kinds of boxes. So I do have beer boxes. I have rum boxes. I have boxes of liquor I've never even heard of. But that's my uh, helpful hint. And again, huge thanks to all the folks helping us trying to just, you know, find some place to be cozy and comfortable here in the brave new world order and very excited hopefully it'd be a nice bigger place hopefully i can get you guys the kind of media monarchy background and things that you know that that you deserve from media monarchy james that is new world next week episode 492 people come for the news but they stay for the life pro tips it's a good tip all right um also i noticed in the comments someone well, there was a bit of confusion someone was thinking that the uh, the media uh history course was a dvd no no no. the media matrix is a dvd the course is a digital download so there's no dvd uh you just download it it will be on your computer and you you have the files there so just to clear that up any confusion there anyway as you say happy birthday uh we'll see you when you see you i i don't know what the schedule is going to be like but at any rate um yeah it's summer go enjoy your summer guys um I'll, I'll be working behind the scenes on what's coming up for next month. But you guys enjoy your summer. <laughs> All right, buddy. I think that's it, man. Take All right, care. Take care.